We hired a new guy and we were showing him around the office after his interview. He took the first sip out of a new pot of coffee and tossed it to remake it. He didn't realize who I was as he rose to emperor status before his first day. This is the fastest rise and fall in employment history. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I don't remember this guy's name, but I do remember many of our local staff knew him from the neighborhood. He came in and mentioned, Jay said to stop by for an interview. I had answered the door and took him to the office manager. We were a family-owned business and did everything face-to-face, not online. He comes in and meets my office manager. They have a conversation about past work experience, how he operates, etc. I am in the room, just up the steps, making a pot of coffee. I am about 15 to 20 feet from them and I can hear everything. He's a little over the top, but I figure he was trying to impress us. Our office had three floors. The top floor was an employee break room, kitchen, shower, and three desks slash workstations. The manager is happy with what he hears from the guy as far as work goes, tells him he's hired, and tells him he'll show him the office and introduce him to everyone. The coffee was done. I called down to the manager because I knew he'd want a cup and offered the new guy a cup too. I get a cup, my manager gets a cup, and the new guy gets a cup. The new guy pitches a fit because he doesn't like strong coffee. He pours his out in the sink, gets the pot, and pours that into the sink. The manager looks at me as if to ask which one of us should kill this guy. We're a 24-7 operation, and we all love our coffee. It's our lifeblood, and we all make it the exact same way. In fact, it was the office manager that taught me how to make coffee when I started drinking it. The new guy goes on a rant about how a weaker coffee has more caffeine and how things are going to change change and he'll teach me the right way to do things. Note, lighter roasts of coffee are higher in caffeine. The longer you roast the coffee beans, the more the caffeine burns out. How strong you brew your coffee is a matter of taste. I let him brew a pot. It looked like lemonade. It had a yellow tint to it and it did not resemble any coffee I've ever seen. The new guy held it up to show us and we could clearly see him through the pot. FYI, I don't care if that's what he liked. It was his condescending attitude that raised flags. He's no longer over the top, he's now obnoxious. My manager tells him he should probably shut up if he really wants the job. He brushes off the manager and tells him, we'll learn a lot working with him. I said, want to bet? He took offense to my tone and laid into me. It ended with a, who the F are you? My manager said, he's the owner. So, he's your boss. I looked at the manager and told him he's half right. No way do I want this guy working for me. And then I fired him. He was literally hired and fired in less than 15 minutes. We talked about this guy for years. Truth be told, I'm glad we found out he was not a good fit before he caused bad feelings among the crew. So am I the jerk for firing this guy over a pot of coffee? I love how this was set up so that even us, the audience, didn't know that he was the owner until the very last second. A lot of times stories like this, they'll tell us at the very start, I've owned this business for this many years and then I saw this guy and it was crazy. But this was the perfect setup. And I totally get what he means that it's not really about the coffee, it's about this guy's attitude. If he's going to act like that and have that much of an ego on day one, it's probably going to bleed into everything else that they do. It sounds like he has some sort of elitist superiority complex. Maybe he thinks that this job is beneath him because sometimes when people have those type of thoughts, they end up acting like this. It's just pretty wild that during the same time as getting an interview, you would say to somebody who the f are you in front of the manager who just gave you the job a lot of people asked how did this guy react when he got fired the original poster said he was speechless and dumbfounded this was between 1990 and 1995 and he knew my dad's name but my dad had health issues and retired in 1982 
Most people called me by my dad's name or his dad's name, not realizing I wasn't a junior. Maybe that's why he didn't believe that I was the head person in charge. Whatever his issue was, we didn't want a guy like that working for us. He would have poisoned the crew. In response to somebody else asking the exact same question, the original poster responded by saying, speechless. He had a deer in the headlights expression. He looked up at the manager who worked for me and asked if this was for real. My manager looked at him and said, yeah, dude, you screwed up royally. We are all still friends and I called the manager at this point when the post first hit Reddit last week. Neither one of us can remember this guy's name and we both remember a ton of people back to 1986. We figured this guy burned all his local bridges because everyone knew everyone else in our business and we have never heard about him again. He was working for a competitor in a different city, but my office was about two blocks from this guy's house. He would have made it in the shade if he stayed, but alas, was not to be. So let me know how you guys see this. Was firing him justified or was it going too far and jerk or not a jerk and why? Don't forget to subscribe to the second channel where you can hear some of my own personal stories linked down below. Am I the jerk for buying my fifth property rather than helping out my siblings. I'm a 44 year old male and for context even when I was a child I was incredibly into owning property and designing houses. I work as an architect and I am doing quite well for myself. I bought my first duplex here in Germany a long time ago where I rent out both parts. I then own two houses in Italy and one house in Spain. Two of them get rented out as holiday homes while the last one I use for vacations and rent out a room to a friend of mine. So I have a lot of passive income at the moment, but only after a lot of time and financial investment and refurbishing of these houses has been done. I rent in New York City at the moment as my job has made me move here temporarily. My 48-year-old brother lives in an apartment. He has a family with two kids while my wife and I are childless. They are currently looking to purchase a house that fits all of them nicely. While they have found their dream house, it's out of budget for them. Meanwhile, my wife and I are about to buy our fifth house, this time in France. It's going to be one of our largest purchases yet, significantly larger than anything else we have done. It's a great deal on the property and ideally where my wife and I want to retire. When having a family FaceTime with my siblings and parents, I brought it up. Initially very happy for me, my brother mentioned how he needs a larger home for his family and how I should give up on this opportunity to give him money for his house and spend the rest on refurbishing their new home. I just laughed and flat out said no. I thought this was a joke. This was apparently the wrong move. My entire family turns against me and starts berating me. After 10 minutes of them taking turns telling me to buy my brother a house, I said I'd think about it and left. I am a bit of a pushover, so after talking to my wife, we agreed we could wait and buy their house and rent it out to them and no profit. Apparently, this was insulting to him. Having his younger brother be his landlord and my parents said I should just outright give him the money we have been saving. I told him to piss off and we started moving forward with the paperwork on our house in France. After talking to my friends, they said I should put my family first and it's not like we're struggling for money. I want to clarify, my brother does have money for a four bedroom house. He isn't broke, just not enough money for his dream house. The dream house is approximately twice as expensive. Jumping into the future, there is an update. My wife and I discussed and thought you guys deserved an update after the clarity I received from my initial post. It feels therapeutic for me. It's been a wild month since then. We took in a lot of your advice regarding the situation, but it ended up being even more chaotic than I expected. Shortly after the post was when the pandemic in New York got worse. I ended up back in Spain. After a conversation with my friend in this post, I decided I had made the right choice. We are moving forward with the house in France currently. Furthermore, we are deciding to sell the two Italian homes. We 
realized we haven't been there ourselves in a long time and it was only being rented out. This decision was twofold. I couldn't get some of the remarks from my last post out of my head and we wanted some liquidity given the economy. We also decided to only list with local real estate companies. On to my brother. It turned out he wasn't telling us the whole truth. A week after this post, his wife calls me asking me to reconsider. It turns out there was a reason, but my brother didn't want to tell me. So I told her, either he tells me himself or I won't consider anything. A week later, he ends up calling me and tells me everything. It turns out over the last two years, he had developed a gambling problem and has taken a noticeable percentage of their savings and blown it on gambling. He said it's less than 40% of their savings, but more than 15% according to him. The dream house was now a lot further out of reach than it was meant to be. Apparently, he has been going to therapy for it for months, but the financial damage did set them back far. My parents knew since the start, and I knew my brother was having marital problems a couple years ago, but I never asked why, as he and his wife were very secretive about details. Turns out, this was the problem. Apparently, my parents had told him to ask me, but specifically asked too much for me. So when he rebutted with a smaller ask, I would be more inclined to accept. I had an incredibly harsh conversation with my parents. They feel like I owe the family and it's more their money than mine since they raised me. That's a whole different problem. I told him about the post and he was mad at first but understood my position after reading through it. After a pretty difficult conversation with him, I offered the rent at cost. And once he has built up his savings, we will sell him the house minus any rent he has paid over the time it takes. Some people mention this, rent to own. He happily accepted. Jumping into the future, there's an interesting update. Two years later. For the most part, the last two years have been overall terrible. Pandemic related issues, but also due to my brother's actions. We ended up selling our business to a different firm in Germany. The pandemic made it difficult for us to set up our sourcing after not working on any projects for a couple months. So we decided to pull the plug when we got an offer. Not really doing anything since that, but we sold it at a profit. So we're going to explore our options for a while. Before we sold it, my brother and his wife ended up divorcing, as did my mother and my father. My father had a gambling addiction when we were younger, and my parents' reaction to the whole mess confused me at the time. It turns out my mother had forced my father to give his entire paycheck and then some. So he had turned to gambling by her suggestion. She is a very holier-than-thou type of person, so to hear that she suggested gambling was insane to me. But it turns out she is inherently very financially abusive. They almost divorced in the past, but she stopped pestering my father as much. He thought she had become better, but it turns out that good things never last. And when my brother started working, she started demanding similar things and apparently using me as a reference that I too had been sending her money and my success was driven by the motive to provide for myself and her. I moved abroad quite early, so my one-to-one connection with my brother was limited. Later, she pushed him into gambling and he fell head first. After the house situation, he had stopped for a couple of months but relapsed pretty quickly with local gambling machines, then switched to buying prepaid cards to gamble online again. My father claims to have had no idea it was occurring, but he was plenty happy with vacations paid by a stay-at-home wife. He filed for divorce, but I blame him equally at this point. My brother's wife filed for divorce shortly after it all came to light. Only once he filed did he tell her about our mom and what she was doing. I reached out to him to provide support, but he told me to piss off and never speak to him again. He lives with his girlfriend now and still gambles according to his wife. His wife is still in the house. We have stopped payments. She already worked part-time, but I don't want to cut into her expenses. I guess the only good thing is cheap interest rates on that mortgage. I've cut contact with both my father and my mother, and 
I guess I have to cut contact with my brother. I feel like my father divorced my mom in hopes that I would take him in. We have since moved into our house here in France. I am still not a fan of French people, but I guess I called this upon myself. My wife is thriving here with the retired slash unemployed life. I've mostly been on Reddit or in my workshop. I think a combination of boredom, the pandemic, and my lost faith in my family have left me feeling disenfranchised a bit. I've been wanting to provide an update for about a year since we sold the company, but after the family news, I was always hoping for some good twist or good news here at the end. Reading back my original post, I feel like I had a tendency to focus on my own problems, how everything that's happened to me, and this was one of life's many trials, but now I realize that often you are just a side character in other people's trials, and your success has more to do with the right time and the right place. Anywho, a bit off tangent here, I'm just providing an update for those that wanted it. So, was I the jerk for wanting to buy my fifth property rather than help out my sibling and buy him a house instead? This is a story that I had to do a double take on. I ended up having to reread this after the final update because I don't know if it's just me, but this was written in a confusing way. Sometimes when it sounds like he's referring to the brother, he's referring to the father. And when he's referring to the father, he's referring to the brother. But the big picture point of it is his family has a gambling problem and they want him to help them buy a house. But they do it in kind of a roundabout, manipulative way because as we end up finding out in one of the updates, they asked the OP for the biggest ask they could, knowing he would say no, so that when they came back and they asked for a smaller ask, he was more inclined to say yes. That is a textbook salesman strategy. And to some extent, it actually seems like it worked for a while. So let me know how you see the situation down below. And if it was you that was about to buy your fifth house and your sibling wanted you to buy them a house, would you do it? Let me know down below and jerk or not a jerk and why. My ex-fiance wants to meet up after leaving me at the altar four years ago. I'm a 29-year-old female and basically four years ago I was supposed to be getting married to my fiance at the time, Jay. Everything was going perfect. I was in my dress, had my makeup on and taking pictures with my bridesmaids. I was pretty much ready to walk down the aisle when Jay's best man pulled me aside to say that Jay was gone. He had gotten into a car and left and no one was able to get a hold of him. I came home to our apartment and all of his stuff was gone. He's pretty much been a ghost ever since he left me and I had to force myself to move on. I ended up going on our honeymoon with my best friend, which was the best decision ever, and then put myself in therapy to heal the horrible trust issues I now have. I haven't heard from him once until today. I guess he got back in contact with an old mutual friend who gave him my number. Jay texted me and said that he wants to meet up and apologize. He says he has a lot to explain to me about what happened that day. I'm torn. I swore Jay was a dead memory, but my curiosity and my desire to get closure with him is pestering me. My current boyfriend supports me, whatever I decide, and I feel out of respect to him and how wonderful he's been, I should just ghost Jay. I'm very confused. I never expected to hear from Jay again. I have no idea what to do. Please help. Jumping into the future, there is an update. First off, I want to thank everyone for the advice. I honestly wrote the post just to vent my frustration and confusion and possibly get some advice. I honestly forgot about the post for a few days until my sister and I were talking and she mentioned she saw a post from some girl getting left at the altar and her ex showing up again years later. I told her it was mine and she has been pushing me to do an update. I figure it might be therapeutic to write everything down as a final closing of the J chapter. This all happened two weeks ago. Against most of the advice, I did meet up with Jay. As a lot of you said, it did not add any value to my life. Also, it was a part of a 12-step program and he was making amends. We met up at a park and my boyfriend came along with me. He sat off to the side while Jay and I talked. I actually feel stupider after meeting with him. There were a lot of things in our relationship that would have 
had me out the door if I paid more attention and if he wasn't such a great liar. Basically, for the last year of our relationship, he was doing illegal substances and cheating on me. He had been struggling with his orientation for years and it's not surprising that it ended up this way now knowing the truth. His family are incredibly homophobic and horrible people. I wanted nothing to do with them when we were together, but he insisted on them being around just for the big life events, like our wedding. The substances he was taking were just something to get him through the day and act like he was in love with me when he was actually in love with someone else. He had met his boyfriend at work and I had actually met him a few times when I drop off lunch for Jay. When our wedding approached, his boyfriend said he needed to choose and Jay chose him. So we packed his bags and pretended everything else was great until his boyfriend picked him up and they moved two towns over. I asked him if he was still with his boyfriend and he said no. He thought he could quit the substances once he was free of his family and lying but he couldn't. His boyfriend found out and left him. He kept going getting high and hooking up with randoms. One of his regular hookups ended up overdosing while they were asleep in the same bed and died. And then he realized he had to get sober. He apologized for just not being honest with me and leading me on like he did. He wished he could go back and be truthful because I would have been the most accepting of him being gay out of everybody. He said he missed me when he left because even though he didn't love me romantically, I was his best friend. It was a lot to take in. I told him I'm glad he's okay and he's doing better. I'd prefer for us not to have any contact moving forward, but I do forgive him. He said he understood and he was only in town for a few more days and then he'd be gone for good again. I'll admit when I got home, I cried. My boyfriend held me and ordered me my favorite takeout. He's been really the best and didn't pressure me to talk about anything until I was ready. So if I got anything out of the worst day of my life, it's led me to who I am with now. So considering the circumstances, was Jay the jerk? Even though the OP says that meeting with Jay didn't add any value to her life, I think that if she never would have met with him to find all this out, it probably would have eaten her up for the rest of her life. You don't get left at the altar many times in your life and she would probably always wonder what happened. Why did that happen? So even though it wasn't some positive beacon of light, at least she knows now. And it's probably a lot easier now to move on from everything. She was really never an option at all to begin with. He just revealed that to her in a very cruel and selfish way. Why wait until the very last second when you've spent all this money, all this time, had all these people gathered, and the person that you care about, even as a best friend, you're about to crush beyond your comprehension. I get that he was in a hard position at the time because of his family and their views, but he ultimately ended up having to make a decision based on his orientation anyway so why wait until that moment at the altar to do it do it the day before you book the wedding venue as most things in life i'm sure it's easier said than done but hopefully the op is able to recover from this and move on from her life because she sounds like she's in a really happy place with her new guy so if this was you in this situation let me know how you would have handled it down below and jerk or not a jerk and why When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search for Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your stream. It's free. Cream of the Stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.